When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello, Ducks fans. Welcome to another episode of The Quack Report. My name is Carter, and as always, I am joined by Nate, and we are here to talk some Ducks hockey, as usual. So, if but before we talk you, about... If that's what you can call it. <laughs> hockey, yeah. <laughs> Considering that last game against uh, Pittsburgh there. Yeah. Yikes. Uh, before we get into that, though, uh, we're going to talk some, uh, some local hockey here, some good old Coaldale Copperheads. Um, <laughs> And for everybody else that is listening, if you're like, who the hell is that? It's okay. It doesn't matter uh, because we're, we're really going to talk about Nate's performance at the Coldale Copperheads game. Um, no, he didn't yes, get blackout I am the, drunk. Not I that am kind the, of performance. I am, but, the, I am the top center on the team. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, his performance as the, uh, the nerdy button pusher with a, a microphone at the Copperheads game. So... Um, I think you've talked about it on here before that you were doing like the like in arena announcing for like penalties, goals, that kind of, and like uh, yeah. I guess DJing for um, the local. Uh, I guess it's a junior team, but I actually don't know what the HJHL. Uh, it's junior B. Okay, yeah. What's what's the H like the first H? Uh, Heritage. Heritage. Yes, the Heritage Hockey Junior okay. uh, Heritage Junior Hockey League. Yeah. Okay, which is just for context for everybody that doesn't know the levels of hockey um junior a is like the league that bedard is playing in so junior b is like the ahl kind of of the junior hockey in canada so is it, it's it, 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 like that that's almost, kind of yeah so because you have uh like bedard i guess would be major junior is what it's considered which like is yeah. another version of junior a it's more like focused on the development side yeah um then you have at least in alberta you have the ajhl um, Alberta oh, Junior right. Hockey League. That's yeah. the Junior A, so that's like your Brooks Bandits and that sort of oh, thing. Oh, right. Uh, yeah. But yeah. though, don't get me wrong. Some of those teams could definitely probably compete with like WHL teams. Um, yeah. And a lot of those guys will uh, will go to like college or something like that. Or uh, actually, speaking mm-hmm. of the Brooks Bandits, Kel McCarr played for the Brooks Bandits actually, and that's where he got drafted out of. So right. those guys yeah. are can definitely mm-hmm. compete. Don't get me wrong. Um, and yeah. then you I, have. I, if, correct uh, me if I'm wrong, though. Yeah. Like, you don't necessarily get paid for junior A, whereas major junior you do. Is major junior, correct? you get a 
per diem, which is yeah, not so. a whole heck of a lot from what no, I No, no, yeah, it's not like you can so. live off of it. And I mean, most of these yeah. kids are still in like high school or not, yeah, but a lot of them are still in high school. So like they don't yeah. need to get paid, but it's like, okay, here's something for your time because you're going to be traveling and missing classes and your only, you know, social relationships are going to be with guys on the team really. So yeah, they, uh, like they have billet families, right? Like, like just other families that they'll live with and that sort of thing. And, um, mm-hmm. yeah, the, the per diems are more for like, like meals on the road or something like that. So yeah. But yeah, yeah. But so, I, I don't then, think that happens in junior A, though. Like you just, uh, no, junior A, it, you do it get that a little bit. Well, yeah. Okay. So depending on how far away uh, somebody is or that sort of thing. So like I know, gotcha. uh, um, yeah, for the Copperheads, there's uh, one kid who's from uh, Saskatchewan um, who's playing all the way in uh, in Coaldale and stuff like that. So yeah, oh, some wow. of the guys, some of the guys do it uh, that way. So, but other guys are also just playing on the team, like. Like, like they, they had to make the team, but they're also going to school at the UofL kind of thing, like a half an hour away or whatever. Yeah. So, but. Yeah. Okay. But like you said, it's a different focus on like development or like you just kind of are doing it for fun. Yeah. Or if you're probably in Kale McCarr's case, you just want to like light up some scrubs who aren't that good at hockey and just, you know, <laughs> ab- be absolutely dominant. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but anyways, not here to talk about that, but that, that provides some context. So, um, so you were doing that for this, this whole season. Um, so you did for the whole regular season. Now they're going into playoffs. I, uh, I finally made it out to a game and, uh, and witnessed your performance and, you know, it was, uh, it was all right. We'll it's all right. Yeah. yeah. It's there, you know, there was a, there was a few, uh, mishaps, we'll say, <laughs> Calling guys by the wrong name. Yeah. That was I felt <laughs> so bad for that. So just just context for everybody. So we had uh, there's there's four overage players on the team that uh, they'll be like aging out this year, um, and so we were doing kind of like a little honoring ceremony beforehand. Mm-hmm. And I read off the one guy's name, and then I started referring to him as a different player on the team. Mm-hmm. And I felt so bad after the fact when somebody said that they're, they're like. You started out with his actual name, and then you started referring to somebody else, and then you went back to the guy you were actually talking about. Yeah, and I was just like, "Oh man, well, I guess I can apologize to him on Monday when I have class with him, and he sits beside me." Yeah, <laughs> but then it was funny because I actually did see him in the hallway, actually, as I was like packing up stuff oh, yeah. in the back office. I saw him, so I just apologized right away. Kind of thing. Yeah. He was just—he was laughing about it. He's like. It's all good. My parents were laughing. My teammates were chirping me about it. It's it's all good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, honestly, I don't think many people even noticed. And I'm like, I don't really know the guys on the team, mm-hmm. anyways. But um, but like, I didn't even pick it out until I saw because like the parents were on the ice taking uh, a couple pictures of yeah like those guys. Um, and, and so I didn't even know anything was going on until like the the parents of this kid who was standing literally right in front of the penalty right in box, front of me. <laughs> which, which is in front of you. And then I was first row behind that. And, um, and, and they turned around and were like looking and I was like, did he say something wrong? Or were like, uh, you were also reading off penalty minutes, I think for that guy too. Um, and, and so I was like, uh, Oh, maybe they're just like laughing so. about that or one of his stats or something like that. Um, and then at the end, I noticed that you changed his name. And then I was like, oh, did he say the wrong name? He, he must have. <laughs> yeah. So so a lot of people probably didn't even really know this because like they knew who you were talking about because you, you said his name properly the first time. But yeah. And 
good yeah. good size. Yeah, I, I don't know if we we want to say their names on here, but they like they both started with the same letter too. Like yeah, started with uh, C, yeah, and as, as someone uh, whose name also starts with C, I'll take anything that starts with a C. Honestly, like I've been called Carter, <laughs> Connor, Chris, like. You, it starts with a C. You name it. I've been called it before. Like so, my like, grandma's almost there. She calls you Scotty. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, it's got the SC. So yeah, exactly. Same sort of sound. More, more, uh, more an enduring name at this point. She's just like, that's your nickname. Yeah. So it's all it's, good. It's, it's like the uh, it's like the high school uh, social teacher I had in grade ten and twelve. She thought I was Zach for some reason. <laughs> She's just like, you just seem like a Zach, and I'm just like, but you know, but, you do kind of look Zach. like a Zach, honestly. Yeah, <laughs> just a so, little bit. Yeah, but, but anyways, uh, you know, yeah. you had a, a mishap early on, um, so you know, I'll, I'll knock off a couple points for that one. But all right, all right, um, yeah, but you, you know, you were you were very on par with the uh, the DJing, so it was a it was not a good game. It was like a seven two loss to, for the yeah. home team. So um, there was you know lots of goals against, and you uh, you basically played my grade nine emo playlist <laughs> <laughs> for like you know when I. Uh, was like I don't know, at, like asked a girl out, and they like rejected me, and I just would go home and like listen to loud, sad music yep. in my room. It's like that—that's the kind of stuff you played, like Three Days Grace, Lincoln Park. Um, there's yeah, a little nickel yeah, Never, there. never too late by Three Days Grace is one. Um, in the end, by Lincoln Park mm-hmm. is another one. Yeah. Uh, Rockstar, Rockstar by Nickelback. Yeah. There's yeah. there's a couple others uh, that were some that, say that were by Some Forty One. Yes, that was the other one. Yeah. yeah. Um. um Trying to think what else I what else I have in that playlist, but yeah, yeah, I don't I don't remember, but it, but that was good. Um, and then so you know a couple points there, and you, you did take a request. I was like, are you gonna play the new Follow Up Boy at all? And you said it's not on the system. But then I saw you in the first intermission. You uh, you went out of your way to add it into your little DJ grid. Yeah, thing, I had to so. I had to I had to go into the the back hall. Um, and like just check on my phone to make sure I was getting like the right version that I was looking for, even just so like oh yeah, because so I mean, have to like pull it through out. the system, yeah. right? And I didn't want to like accidentally play it over the system as it was happening, kind of yeah. like, like during the intermission. And uh, yeah, so but I was able to just like grab the one that I needed, and um, like when I pressed it was the test run basically. So I'm glad it worked. Yeah, you were out. like, hope this works. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm just like, otherwise I have the next song like right above it. We'll just grab that one, and yeah, so that was good. That was good. Um, you, you did accidentally play a song in the middle of play. So you were, uh, <laughs> it looked like trying to scroll. I don't even know what happened. It looked like you were trying to scroll through. The, yeah, that, uh, that's thing. exactly what it was. So on my personal, uh, on, my, on my personal computer here, the first thing I do uh, when I got like either my first one or this one here, uh, first thing I do is I turn off the, uh, like the touch click. Yeah. Right. Like you just have to like touch it kind of thing. Like I make mm-hmm. it that you have to click in to activate mm-hmm. Uh, whatever it is because otherwise that's exactly what would happen to me like probably every five minutes like we'd Mm -hmm. be trying to do this show and i would just fuck something up because i'd accidentally press something yeah you'd be getting the videos going on the side here closing out of the window muting yourself it would be all it would be a mess yeah because that computer is not mine i haven't turned off that feature Mm-hmm. And of course, in the last game of the regular season, I went the entire year without well, that's, accidentally that's doing then. that until that game. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's all right then. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, because I was there and I, I, I went yeah. to one game and it's you did it fun. once. I just kind of assumed that okay, he's done this at least once every game. Yeah. So, got to knock you some points there. Um, but yeah, other, otherwise, solid performance. You did good on like all the sponsorships. You know, just like, you know, you read those off and just like middle of play, you were like. We'd like to thank these people. Boom, boom, boom. Like, 
no stutters or ums or anything. And then it was like you were playing the music. You had some, uh, you had good fade outs that, that timed well. Um, you were consistent with playing Shepherd of Fire to uh, when when the team came out in the intermission. You uh, you were a good hype man. You, you were very clear about the uh, the fifty fifty winners. And, and all the other giveaways and stuff. Your pronunciation was on par. I even heard you ask and a couple of the opposing guys like, hey, how, how do you say your name? Is it like this? And um, yeah, so just to, to make sure you got it right. So credit there. Yeah. And that's another thing that like all uh, like during the warmups, because there's normally like coaching staff um, are like for the visiting team are like just kind of out in the corner by the by the boards there. So yeah. I'll go over while warmups happening. And mm-hmm. I'll just be like, okay, like just for the PA, like this is how I say this, this is how I say this, and like run through the entire roster with them and make any notes that I need to. Yeah. But just in case I'll still um because my my thing is like if the guy's in the penalty box, he's already taking his punishment. He doesn't need me to say his name wrong as well. To, to like butcher it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So I'll like I'll, if I'm just need to make sure I'll just double check kind of thing. And, uh, but, um, yeah, during the, uh, the, the 50, 50, excuse me, the 50, 50 read, um, because it was also fan appreciation night. We had like, we, we normally have four prizes. It's, mm-hmm. um, like 50, 50, there's a couple, uh, restaurant gift certificates and, uh, like a, like a percentage off of, yeah. uh, like a gas coupon kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, but we had a bunch more for like season tickets for the next year and uh, and other different giveaways, uh, other like merch and, and stuff. Yeah, so yeah. I think I think there was like eight or nine uh, different things that we were giving away compared to like the four that we normally do. Mm-hmm. And I think I had like three left. And there's a guy sitting in the penalty box, uh, like in the visitors one, like right beside me there. I'm like like three left, something like that, and I'm starting to read off the next one, and I hear the kid go. Man, how many things are we giving away tonight? <laughs> and I'm trying to hold it together as I'm reading this off. Yeah. As soon as that microphone turned off, trust me, I lost it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which, you know, knowing the context of that now, it's like I had no idea that he had yeah. said anything <laughs> like that and you were trying to like stifle some laughter. Like that was, that was well done. So, yeah. Thank you very much. So, what's, yeah. uh, what, I don't know, what, uh, what, what else, what, what else from that night? Anything? Uh, you no, know, you know, I think that's good. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah. So you know, you had a couple What's couple funny? mishaps that you, uh, but you took them like a pro. Yeah. You you did some good things. You took requests. You you played good tunes. Um, you, you were uh, you had like a good excitement level for the goals. So I'd say overall a minus. A minus. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'll take so, that. So not good. not quite taking uh, Phil Hullett's job, the PA announcer for the Ducks. Not quite yeah, not there, quite. but no, not there but yet. Maybe, Maybe I could be his assistant or his backup. Yeah, yeah, you know he's like, okay. you know, got a, a scratchy throat one night or something. Like you could fill in, probably. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Cool. Cool. I'll take it. I'll take it. Yeah. Thanks very much. <laughs> yeah. Uh, are you doing it again next year, possibly, or like you're gonna like move up to, uh, you know, some some other levels? Uh, I haven't been asked yet to do it, so uh, but we are headed into playoffs, so it's probably just like okay, like we'll we'll deal with Bill we'll this first, after, and, yeah. then we'll, and then we'll figure it out. Or, after, uh, so, or, or you don't think that your uh, your skill set deserves a look from the uh, the major clubs, like you know WHL or uh, or even AHL, NHL, something like that. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't say no, that's for sure. Yeah, <laughs> so, so at least a, a chance, but yeah, yeah. All so. right, well, we'll see what happens, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, Okay, should we get into the game now? The, the, uh, the Ducks game, I should say. 
We can, but you were telling me something before we got on air. Um, there was something that I did, um, like sound effects wise, that you had a story about. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I-, I wanted you to tell that because I was laughing at it. Oh, yeah, yeah. So the, uh, well, uh, th- this is kind of a staple, I think, for a lot of arenas um, that after the home team kills off a penalty, they do like the Mario one-up sound effect. So, um, so, so you did that only a couple of times, even though there was a ton of penalties, they were like all overlapping. So like there was never really there, even strength. Yeah, there, there would be like five seconds left on the, on the penalty and then they would get called for another one. Yeah. So. And, and I mean, like you could do it for the other guy getting out of the box, but it doesn't quite feel the same. Because, like, yeah. you still are getting, like, oh, one up. Like, it's five on three, now it's five on four. Yeah, it's but, not the full uh, strength, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but so that's, so you were doing it for the full strength, which is one, I think. I've never actually paid attention if that's when most arena, or most arenas do it or not. But uh, anyways, you were doing that. And, you know, I think most people know what that is. Uh, but beside me, there was a couple of, uh, or not a couple, there was actually, like, three or four um, girls that were, probably 18 19 ish like they they didn't look like high schoolers but i think they they either were or they were like first couple years of university because they were like going through the rosters and they were like oh i have a class with this guy or go to school with this guy so like mm-hmm. and the guys on the team were like 17 to 21 yeah, is that 17, what you said? 17 to 20 i think is 17 what it to is. 20 okay yeah so have to be around that age um but the uh well, but I think both the times you did the like Mario One Up sound effect, they were like, "Oh, oh my God, what was that? Like, what? Like, <laughs> why are they playing that sound effect? What does that mean? Like, what's going on?" And like, they were just like <laughs> so confused about the sound effect. And I was like, "Hey, have you never been to a hockey game? And B, like, have you have you just never like seen Mario ever? <laughs> just like played it at all? Like, heard the sound? Yeah, because like that, yeah. I'm pretty sure that's in like Mario Kart and like." Mario Party and like some of the more like I guess popular common games that just everyone would have played yeah. or like there's even the movie coming out and I mean I guess it's not out yet but and I guess if you didn't watch or play any Mario you probably wouldn't go and see the movie or care about the trailer or anything like that mm-hmm. but I don't know maybe you would be I, into it just for Chris Pratt <laughs> I, I will say I like yes I played Mario growing up um, mm-hmm. especially Mario Kart I fucking love that game yeah uh and uh uh super mario n64 oh yeah shit ton of that oh yeah that um, a good one. but uh the the mario movie in particular i'm not going out of my way to see it in theaters that's uh, one yeah. where i'm like i'm gonna wait until that one it's is like, at do, home do i want to spend 40 dollars on a night out for this one or can do I, I, wait I really just want to hear else? chris pratt's voice coming out of an italian yeah it's, like, come uh, on. <laughs> it's a little weird. Yeah. Yeah, it is. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I just thought it was funny. Because like, they, it, it seemed like they knew like what was going on. Like they were saying like some of the cliche like hockey things in, in kind of like yeah. an ironic way of like, mm-hmm. like when they would dump the puck and they'd be like, oh, puck's in deep. Or like um, if the defenseman like stepped up on a guy trying to enter the zone, they were like, oh, way to box him out. And then they would like giggle yeah. about it. So like they, they kind of like, the, obviously they'd been to a hockey arena before. So I thought it was weird. Yeah. Or, they or, just, their, like, know what that or their feet is at least filled on, uh, on, on uh, hockey TikTok. Th- that could be it too. Yeah. So never know. But yeah. I, yeah. I just thought it was funny. So 
And if, and if anyone doesn't know what we're talking about, hit us up at Quack Report Pod and be like, what? I've never heard this either because yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure. Do the ducks do that? I think they do. I feel what? like I've heard that. The, the one-up sound effect when a guy gets out of the box. I don't think the ducks do it. Like the no. abs were the first team that I heard do it. Were they? Okay. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um. Sorry, I had a really random thing where I was like, okay, because I like there's I've been seeing the you know like the TV uh, ad for the the Super Mario's bro the Super Mario Bros movie, mm-hmm. and it's the uh, scene with Donkey Kong. And the oh, entire yeah. time I'm like I recognize the Donkey Kong voice. Who the hell is it? Mm-hmm. It's Seth Rogen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, okay, that'll be interesting. I'm like, it's like reading like the rest of it. I'm like, okay, these are all really good. But Chris Pratt, not just get an Italian, please. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's weird. <laughs> you get Charlie Day doing Luigi, which I, I don't think I've actually heard anything of Charlie Day as Luigi yet. So I can't make a comment there. But Yeah, I, I feel like there's one in trailer where he says like a couple things. But yeah, I didn't even pick out that it was Charlie Day, so... Yeah, cool. and then Jack Black, uh, Jack Black is doing Bowser. Yeah, which is good. That, that's so, that makes sense. Yeah, and Keegan Michael Key is Toad. Okay, I, I do like that one. Oh, yeah. You know, I can see that. Yeah, yeah. He, he kind of looks awesome. like a Toad too. So, <laughs> <laughs> as in, like, you, you know, it looks like somebody who could, who could do it. Like, he doesn't look like a, a small mushroom. I just want there to I just want there to be a scene of just like just toad like in Mario. Just so what's your name? Mario. Mario? No, Mario. No, your name's Mario. Mario. Don't say it wrong. (laughs) (laughs) I I I need that reference, please. Yeah, that'd be good. (laughs) Okay. Uh now I guess let's get into the uh ducks pens. Game. Yeah, I spent 20 yeah. minutes talking about my good. performance as a PA and DJ in the Super Mario Bros. movie cast. That's <laughs> <laughs> nah, all good. It's, uh, yeah, it's whatever. It's whatever. Um, yeah, let's do it. So, yeah, uh, one that, you know, the Ducks fans and the players probably want to forget. A uh, 6-3 loss to the Pittsburgh Penguins on Friday night. And that's not even the worst part of it. I, I think what's even worse is the shots on goal. What was it? 59 to 31? 59 to 31. Yeah. Jesus. Like, what are you doing? Excuse me. <clears throat> like, I, I mean, you know, the deck's giving up an insane amount of shots isn't anything new this season. But how do you get 31 shots for yourself and then still somehow there's time left for the opposing team to get 59 shots. That's basically a shot a minute. That doesn't happen. Um, it's it's pretty clear when you look at this shot map here. Well, yeah, but like... <laughs> it is just... It is green except for like a speck of yellow, like just about orange um, on top of the crease for Anaheim in particular. Mm-hmm. But then it... The Pittsburgh side looks almost like a fucking uh, golf course, like a golf fairway, where it's like nice yeah. and green, and then just to your left is uh, the the you know the pond, um, mm-hmm. which is a large chunk of uh, the hash marks to the goal line, and um, yeah. and three goals in th- there. Three and goals can be found in there. <laughs> yeah, and 
6.25 plus attempts. Yeah. That's nuts. It's rough. So, yeah, it, I mean, was, it was a rough night defensively. Like, we, we, we tried not to talk about the defense too, too much overall, yeah. just because we know it's bad, right? Mm-hmm. But last night was horrendous that I made it a talking point. It, it, it has to be at this point because it's like it a new so level. I was, the first period it, shots alone, 25 to 8. 25 oh, yeah. shots. Like, how did the Ducks even have time for eight shots when you're allowing 25? That, like, you don't even have the puck, I don't think. Like, that's nuts. Yeah, no, it. It, was, it, it was not good. Um, and just to, to compare as well, um, the Ducks had nine high-danger chances against in the first period alone. Oh, not surprising. Yeah. What was it? Three. It was 3-1 at the end of the first, right? Uh, yeah, 3-1 at the end of the first. So, yeah, that's, that um, absolutely makes sense. High danger chances alone was 27-7 to seven in favor of Pittsburgh. That's Oof. chances. That's not shots yeah. on net. But when we... So, 27 chances for Pittsburgh. And then we take a look at John Gibson's numbers here where he had 21 high danger shots against <laughs> 21 of 59 shots like literally a third were high danger shots yeah that's and he nuts. only let in one of them damn that's that, that the deserves whole, a round of applause it's not just john klingberg it's the entire team owes john gibson wagyu steak oh yeah <laughs> yeah absolutely that's Poor it, it, guy. Like, just like, what is? You, what do you even say? Like, Christ! Uh, con- congratulations, John! You set a franchise record. Yeah, I would hope so. <laughs> <laughs> Christ! Like, yeah, 50, uh, 53 saves gets John Gibson the franchise record for most saves uh, in a game by a Ducks goaltender. Uh, he beats the previous record of fifty-two by Mister John Gibson. Mm-hmm. Which that game was a 3-2 overtime loss to the Florida Panthers, April 12th, 2022. So not that long ago. So he has set the record twice in the span of a calendar year. Yeah, 10 months. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And he's the, a, like the, the, the he's one all makes over sense this place, like too. It's, it's, it's overtime, right? So you yeah. get like it's extra time. You get extra shots against and whatnot. Yeah. But yeah, John Gibson owns the top three spots for saves by a Ducks goaltender in a game. Um, Which speaks to how bad the team has been, but it also speaks to just how good John Gibson is and if he was on a decent team, like what he could possibly do. Yeah, so the the third one, uh, all the way back in 2017 on New Year's Day, uh, which was a 4-3 shootout win for the Ducks over the Philadelphia Flyers where he put up 51 saves. Um, this record-setting one, though, is his worst uh, save percentage oh, out yeah. of the three, though, at an 898. Um, it's the worst on the list, too, because most of the other ones are like, you know, nine. Oh, yeah, you're right. Like the, yeah, it is. the lowest yeah. one besides that, there's like a couple 918s. One from Hiller, yeah. and then there's... Three nine eighteens by him lower on the list. Um, yeah, where he gave up like four goals on 
49 shots so like still like a really good performance right but yeah or you have like the 895 for like the tied for third spot of js shiger in 2004 yeah sorry i didn't see that one but so but yeah like besides that but that was still an 8-6 win so like that was just yeah (laughs) that was just chaos anyways yeah exactly (laughs) um yeah in the top 10 john gibson owns one two three six of the spots in the top 10 that's at a certain point you're like Come on, guys. Yeah. <laughs> let's, and let's help let, them out here. Let's, let's see here. One, two, uh, three. Three of those six have been uh, in the time of us doing this show. Yeah. So since uh, 2019. Yeah. yeah. Actually, those, those three have been within the last calendar year. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're right. Actually. <laughs> yeah. The, the 10th overall was the Anaheim Vegas 3 uh, 2 shootout win on uh uh december, december 28th. 28th yeah don't tell me you were trying to think of like what the 28th month was no i wasn't <laughs> <laughs> yeah no it's it's just like absolutely nuts um I, just out of curiosity i also clicked on his most um saves or like the most saves in his um career and season uh record mm-hmm. and uh john gibson is actually currently in second place in most saves in his career for oh, no. <laughs> the Anaheim Ducks. And to be fair, he's also played the most seasons. Like, he's in his 10th season with the Ducks. The next closest is Jaguar at 9. Right. And then the, the guy who leads is Guy Hebert, um in 8 seasons. And he has 11,813 saves. Um, and then Damn. Gibson is at 11,503. So he's 310 saves back from tying Hebert. But albeit in two more seasons. So... Like Gibson's played two more seasons and he's still lower. So like, sorry, okay, sorry. Give me those numbers one more here, let, time. You know what? We have we have the power. Let's uh let's share the screen here. Sure. Ooh, okay. So, Bear has eleven thousand eight hundred and thirteen saves in eight seasons. Okay, and then Gibson has. Yeah, I don't. I don't have my screen big there. Uh here we'll we'll zoom in even. There we go. Yeah, we don't need all the stats necessarily so yeah Gabert's Gia Bear is up here 11,813 in eight seasons 441 games so we're actually here wait 310 okay we're, we're gonna we're gonna figure something out here okay how many shots against are the Ducks averaging this season let's 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 find that here yeah oh that's I, I know that that is a stat that the uh NHL app does actually yeah. have, yeah. So I'm I'm trying to I'm pulling it up here. Okay. Um, Shots against average. per game. Scroll to the bottom, or I guess, yeah. Scroll to the bottom. Thirty-nine point one. Okay, so we'll go with thirty-nine. Yeah. Just to, for for rounding purposes. Mm-hmm. Um. So if the Ducks were to have an average, like we're to we're to have the average thirty-nine shots against per game. Um, mind you, I guess this is assuming that John Gibson gets shutouts in all of these games. Um, Gibson will tie the record in just under eight games. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and well, you know, let's give him a- John Gibson is going to take this record this season, everybody. Yeah. Let, let's just give him a 900 save percentage just, just for fun. Um, so they would need, it would need to be, uh, oops, sorry. I did that wrong. Um, Times. Uh, so yeah, 35 
So saves. Yeah, so three ten divided by thirty five, uh, eight point eight five. So nine games. Nine games. Yeah. So John Gibson will do this probably by the end of the year. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Which would, <laughs> in terms of games played, would put it at less games played because he would be at about four twenty three, four twenty four. Jesus Christ. I mean, maybe 422. <laughs> 420 if we keep putting up, you know, 59 <laughs> shots against. We are recording, the, I guess we didn't say this, we are recording this as the uh, Vegas and Ducks game is going on. Um, let's see where that is at in terms of shots. Uh, currently about halfway through the game, 18 shots against. So, yeah, and, so, so, and 30, 16 saves, yeah, I guess, 30, for Gibson. Yeah, so, six shots if you're going that yeah. way, yeah. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, not, I mean, like it's, it's impressive, I guess, especially because like he will have played more seasons. And so he will be like the longest tenured Ducks goaltender. He already is. So like, Mm -hmm. it makes sense that he would have that. Um, but when you're looking at the games played is like that much lower than Jaguar and Iber who are on the other side. Um, remember those seasons count though, as well from when it was him, Anderson and Hiller. Right, they're trying to do yeah. like a three goalie rotation. So. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so the games played, I guess, is more important that way. But you know, out of the three, he is the lowest, so he should be like lower in the the totals. But yeah, um, looking at the saves in a season too is impressive as well. Like Gia Bear, obviously, it was a different time, so like he was probably playing well, yeah, sixty seven, sixty nine, nice games. Um, but Gibson is fourth on the list in that 17-18 season where you know he did have quite a few of his uh, most saves performances as well. Played 60 games, um, 1,733 saves. Like, that's impressive. Yeah. And um, then, then 22-23, like, it's still lower on the list, but we still have a lot of games to go. Um, where, where was it here? Yeah, 23rd, 1,184 saves in only 36 games. And like he'll realistically Jeez. probably play another twenty because we have thirty-ish yeah. games left, so he'll probably play another twenty this season. <laughs> at <God damn. laughs> yeah, at you know probably thirty-five saves each. That's mm-hmm. another seven hundred saves. Yeah, eighteen hundred. <laughs> it'll it'll put him up there for sure. He'll be oh, yeah. he'll be up here by the end of the season, barring yep. any injuries. So, and the uh, as well the Ducks. Franchise record now of 53 saves uh, is good for 48th NHL league all time. (laughs) Wow. Yeah, it is a 17-way tie for 45th spot. Okay. At 53 saves. Um, What's the top, just out of curiosity? uh, 70. Okay, when when was that? Which was uh, Ron Tugnut of the Quebec Nordiques in 1991. A... Uh, three three tie with the Boston Bruins, cool. where he put up a nine fifty nine save percentage, Oof. seventy saves on seventy three shots. Holy Damn. shit! Yeah. Oh. oh. All right. Um. Yeah. I mean, stellar performance by Gibson. Like as always, he deserves a better outcome than we can actually give him. But yep. Yeah. Um. In terms of uh, you know, other performances worth pointing out um you had a note here on uh trevor zegris as well yeah i just said that like zegris's goal that he had there that first one of the game uh just shows what happens when you can quickly push to the front of the net um you can like score right off the face off yeah yeah do it. just do in it general if you can push to the front of the net because the ducks suck at it yeah 
If you can do that, you, you can score. It might help you. Just saying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You'd think. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's that's uh, literally yeah. it. Those are good. <laughs> we, we, we saw the too. map already. So. Yeah, I, I liked his Selly as well. Like the little. Yeah. Like just kick and. Yeah, it was yeah. it was a good one. Yeah. It's it's kind of um, my go to in in the NHL games. I don't know why, but yeah, <laughs> just whatever the I can't remember if it's X or Y that does that kind of celly, but um, uh, I think it's X. Yeah, I don't know. It's one. just like my yeah. my go to one. But yeah. uh, McTavish with the slick uh, toe drag surprise again mm-hmm. for the third goal for the Ducks there, yeah. or sorry for I, the second goal. Mm-hmm. Um, again, his shot is really coming out. The, like and it just in, throws in goalies of off, especially because he's going, um, like he's coming down low to the goalie's right. Mm-hmm. Like the last few times he's done it, right? Yeah. And uh, so the goalie's moving to their right, and he throws it to the left side. He just, it just like throws them off that way. Mm-hmm. So that's something that I, I'm kind of hoping it'll become like the the OV's office kind of thing where like not the spot but just that like it doesn't matter that how many style of things shot. you try to do to stop it you just can't for some reason right mm-hmm. so um and then uh yeah Klingberg scoring the third goal there um he's he's actually trying to fight for his next contract now yeah like oh ah. shit Maybe uh, maybe huh. it's time to actually start playing some hockey and you know getting uh, maybe I'll end up on a decent team now and if when I get traded at the deadline maybe I'll actually be able to make money maybe I'll actually be able to play in the NHL again like that's honestly the thing right now I was listening to uh, Flames Nation Radio um, that has our good buddy uh, Shane Stevenson on it and they were talking about Klingberg just for overall trade. Um, yeah. as well as somebody that they were thinking that maybe the, the Flames could try to acquire um, mm-hmm. for uh, for a playoff push there in Calgary. But, um, yeah, they were just they were kind of just talking about the idea that um, Sh- Shane believes at least that, you know, just nobody really went for him in the offseason, at least for the asking price that he wanted, mm-hmm. right? Um, so there's just not really the, the value there that... Um, he was like Klingberg was thinking about, and it might not have yeah. even been Klingberg. Cause remember he had fired his agent about two, three weeks after the trade deadline had opened. Mm-hmm. And then with his new agent got the deal with Anaheim pretty quickly. So it could yeah. very well have been a case where the agent just absolutely screwed Klingberg out yeah, of absolutely. future, future earnings, right. That yeah. he might not be able to recover from, uh, mm-hmm. which would be unfortunate for him. But, um, but just the fact that like nobody really went for him kind of thing. And now he's yes on Anaheim who is struggling overall, but he is struggling also Yeah, that Shane just Shane personally believes he's like the, the first overall pick that Anaheim was kind of thinking that they might get is probably not what they're going to. Mm-hmm. He's like, I think they might be lucky if they even get a second. He's like, honestly, if uh, he's like, if I was making a trade, for him i'm trying to put him in a position that's a bit more sheltered mm-hmm. and i'm going like a third round pick at most at like, most it'll be yeah. like a like a third or a fourth round pick so yeah and even then like and, we and might Shane have to throw in like a, a a prospect swap or something like that just to like yeah make and it she, more enticing for the other team because they're like yeah like you know klingberg could be nice as someone to bring in but like we don't really need it and like do we really want to give up assets for it unless there's like you know, something else that we can say, oh, you know what, 
Klingberg didn't work out for this team and we gave up a third round pick for him, like that sucks. But at least, you know, we got this prospect in the deal or we swapped these prospects and, you know, we're happy with that deal. So there still needs to be something else, I think, for a team to be okay with doing a trade for Klingberg at this point. Unless he just goes absolutely nuts for the next two, three weeks before the trade deadline and shows like, okay, I've figured it out. I'm, I've turned it on and let's, let's go. I'm ready to make a playoff push. Then, then I think some teams, I I think one team will be at least willing to overpay for him. Yeah. Just, Uh, just riding the hot hand kind of thing. Yeah. The other guy out of Anaheim that Shana talked about was Dmitry Kulikov. Yeah. Um, he, he's been traded at the deadline before, so I yeah, I exactly. Surprised if he on went on a few different occasions, so yeah, but yeah, um, yeah, Klingberg just now finally trying to. Oh, hey, I, I, I right, it's not just for a trade. I have to get a new contract here again. Yeah, I mean, Klingberg for the entire season, but the Ducks scoring for the entire game really with McTavish and Klingberg in the third period there, uh, maybe too little, too late. Yeah, like this was really a 6-1 loss disguised as a, a 6-3, 6-3 loss. Yeah, exactly. Because like, I, I think Pittsburgh kind of sat back a little bit and just a couple of, I don't I don't want to say lucky shots, but um, just... Uh, good bounces. Good bounces that led to the opportunity for these two players to take good shots. Because, I mean, say what you want about John Klingberg, especially this season, he does still have a good shot when he can get it off and, you know, there isn't a shin pad to make him shit his pants. He has a good shot when he's smart about it. Yeah, exactly. And, like, he had a clear lane. So when he took... too often. (laughs) So when he was given the shot and, you know, a little bit of time to pick his spot... Yeah. uh, Like, I'm not surprised that that went in. And same with McTavish. Like, he was given a little bit of time and and, and space to make that shot. And, yeah, of course he's going to score that. But I I think a lot of that is Pittsburgh just kind of sitting back being like, there's... Five minutes to go. We're up six one. It's the Anaheim Ducks. Like, yeah. We'll see. Um, so. And if you want to compare, just like the overall shot quality as well for the Ducks, right? Because mm-hmm. you look and you go, oh, thirty one shots. That's that's not too bad, right? We yes, we did look at the heat map already. Uh, Casey DeSmith though had six high danger shots against. Stopped all of them. I'm assuming. Uh, no, one against. Oh, okay. One one goal against. Well, I guess Zegris is probably yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Six. That's it. Yeah, you need a little more than that. <laughs> Compared to the 21 in your end. Holy fuck. Yeah, which those are, to be fair, those are like the two extremes. Yeah. You know, but. Yeah, it was not a great night defensively or offensively. Um, yeah. We can talk a little bit defensively. You, uh, I, I was going to talk about this one as well, but I see you've got it. In here as well, that third goal against with the, uh, who knows what's going on there behind the net. Um, where oh, yeah, it, it looks like, it like Gibson's and, wanting one thing and Fowler like wanted something different or thought something different, which, yeah. like, yeah, that just led to, just miscommunication there led to that goal. Cause like, which it's weird between those two because they've been teammates for years. Yeah. What, eight and, eight and, years and, now? Like, that's, yeah, that's just and, weird. I mean, it's one thing just to base it off the reaction alone, but I feel like the reaction for this is, with Gibson at least, is normally pretty accurate. Mm-hmm. Gibson turned to Fowler right away. Yeah. And but, was like, what the hell? Yeah. I I saw that, and I was like, I, I don't know. I honestly think that's on Gibson, because he grabbed the puck and then like didn't like really move it. And then when he saw Fowler was there, 
and, and Fowler was only like maybe a, a couple feet away from him. And instead of just leaving the puck for Fowler to pick up, he like passed it to him, but he passed it like in between his legs, which you, that's that's not what you want to do. And then so Gibson kind of coughed it up and like with a shitty pass. So I kind of yeah, think that's Fowler's- on, on Gibson. Like I don't really think Fowler's to blame. Sh- should he have been two feet away from Gibson? Probably not. But um, yeah, because he didn't like he didn't try to come in to like to come and take the puck kind of thing. He just like slid in. So it was, I think it, it was kind of on both sides, right? Of like, that's not the play that they usually do. It mm-hmm. is normally a bit more to the corner. And yeah. Gibson's kind of waiting for that. And then just suddenly Fowler's right there. So he's like, just like oh, okay. There, like there's the puck there for you then. Yeah. Right. But it's also Fowler, maybe not yelling of like what he's doing. Right. Yeah. So that could be it too. It just yeah. has Gibson loss of like, what the fuck do I do with this here? Because, there is the like there is offense coming in here, and I need to get hmm. back in net. So yeah, it's so it, it, it's, it was definitely miscommunication. I guess you could argue yeah. that both guys are are to blame at some point, but yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna take the side of the defenseman on here and uh, and blame Gibson. So <laughs> see, and I'll I'll lead a little bit more to the other side, not to just be the devil's advocate on it, right? But if the defenseman is the guy, especially for Fowler, who's gonna quarterback the transition, right? Mm-hmm. I'm wanting you to tell me what you want me to do. Yeah, right. that's fair. And and we don't know oh. like what happened there. Like if yeah. Fowler yelled something and Gibson either didn't hear or misunderstood or like what was going on. But yeah, just based off of what I could see, like Gibson should have just left the puck and got gotten back into the net if he wasn't instead of trying to make that short little pass that ended up going through Fowler right to um I don't even remember who it was. I think it went to Rust first, who then found Jeff Carter, or if yeah, it went right to third Carter, I don't, I don't remember. But yeah, it was the third one. Uh, yeah, uh, or Kapanen to Carter. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, and then, yeah, I don't know. It's and it sucks too because it was like what ten seconds to go in the period. Uh, thirteen seconds. Yep. Yeah. So, <laughs> but I mean, what else is new in? <laughs> Ducks hockey. So yeah, exactly. It's just, but, yeah, yeah but just, that was just like the most obvious. You're right. There was lots of other defensive lapses. So yeah, it just like I, the note I have here is like there's the Ducks defense being bad, which that we're used to at this point. The Ducks defense against Pittsburgh looked drunk. Yeah, like they just had no idea where they were, no idea what to do. Right, guys are just aimlessly skating around. Um, somehow the team only had six giveaways, right? Like, just like the tra- like the transition wasn't great either. When you don't have the puck, you can't give it away. <laughs> I, I guess so. Um, yeah, I, I was trying to find how many uh, how many takeaways though uh, Pittsburgh had because I'm sure that what that number is a little bit higher. Oh, probably. Yeah. So I uh, uh, I don't know if that's uh, something I can easily find. Uh, they had money they had four. Four takeaways? Yeah. Sorry, the Ducks or the Penguins? The Penguins had four. Ducks had three. Okay. So it's, so either way, like 10 times you got stripped of the puck in some way or yeah. another. Yeah. I mean, I, th- I think a lot of it is like the Ducks um, like trying to jump, dump the puck into the zone and then not retrieving it, which is, isn't really a giveaway because it's a normal play. Like you're um, you yeah, know, like no, trying I, to I, make a pass. You're like... You're like l- I guess you are giving it away, but you're like willingly giving it away in hopes that you can. My understanding of a giveaway is like a tape to tape pass picked off kind of thing, right? 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's, like that's what I think too. Like throws it up the middle and Crosby like, immediately grabs it. Yeah, kind of that, that's how I understand it too. Like if, if we're counting dump and chase as giveaways, like each team would have 40 giveaways in that. Yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> yeah, so I don't, I don't really count that. But yeah, um, yeah, it just, yeah, it just looked drunk out there. No, absolutely. Like the guys were all at the bar and just went, oh, oh yeah, right. We play the Penguins in a half an hour. <laughs> yeah. Get on the ice, guys. And like it's it's worse than your beer league game because the guys aren't drunk yet. Or the guys are drunk already. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Normally in beer league, you get drunk after the fact. <laughs> yeah. Um, last thing I want to talk about here is the, um, I guess, little altercation between uh, Crosby and, and Zegris at the end of the second there. Um, so I, I did find the clip for anybody that is uh, unfamiliar with it um, or just to refresh your memory here. So um, oops. let's uh, get it full screen here, pop it up. So this, yeah, end of the, well, a few minutes to go in the second period. Uh, Ducks down 4-1 at this point, shots 39-17, so just like absolutely oh. nuts. Um, and Good Ducks time. whistled for, what's that? Good times. Good, yeah, fun. Fun stuff. Cold so, shivers at night. Ducks uh, whistled for an uh, offside here. And then Zegras, you know, gets the puck, kind of spins and like kind of like looks like he takes a shot, pass over, but like whiffs on the puck, presumably on purpose. So I'll back it up again and then because let of, it keep going here. So. Uh, a lot of years playing against them. And then and Crosby, when they were in their you know, with the, uh, takes you exception know, the and just runs into Zegras, gives him a little look. Strom, Henrik obviously don't like that. Um, but I do have to laugh at the fact, though, that Zegris is like in frame. Crosby bumps him, and he's just immediately out of frame. Hey, yeah, <laughs> it's good. Uh, they do have a replay a little bit earlier on. I don't want to play too long of a clip because I don't want us to get demonetized. But as I say, you might um, want to turn off the, the volume. <laughs> oh, I guess I can do that. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't think uh, Bali will want to do anything, though. I think they want all the eyes on there product that they can get these days but well we've already talked about that um, yeah i think it's the replays coming up right away yeah here we go um yeah so like he spins and then like very purposely like kind of whiffs on it and is like whatever but i don't know that's like when i saw the caption at first um on this this video as well that like oh um Crosby like takes a shot at at Zegris or Zegris takes a shot after the whistle um and and Crosby like doesn't like it. It was like something along those lines and I was like but he didn't shoot. Yeah, it was kind of like, like a kind of a fake, which like I I can see that a little I, bit. I get like, it. still doing the motion so like hey, like don't but do that. Also, but... it wasn't even towards the net. It was like he was going to fire it across the ice. So like yeah. he was going to make that pass anyways if it wasn't offside. And then when it got called offside, he was like, oh, I'm still going to make the pass, but I'm just going to like fire it across at the boards because like I'm upset that this isn't an opportunity now. Like it wasn't even close to the net, which I think is what most people care about. Yeah. And like I, I've even seen it like where someone gets whistled for an offside and then they just like, you know, fire a wrist shot at the boards like not even close to the goalie. It's like just yeah. literally like straight ahead of them from like the face-off dot. And like nobody cares about that. Like you can show some emotion there. But like when he just like whiffs on it, like it's it's just, it's weird. Like I don't understand why Crosby's upset there. I think it was kind of a, um, 
it, it wasn't I, I feel like it wasn't necessarily due specifically to the action itself mm-hmm. we're gonna go back to the all-star game here okay Sidney Crosby says yeah you know what I think we should go back to the 1-8 format because that just makes sense overall yeah. right and it would mm-hmm. get better matchups and whatnot Gary Bettman goes no you know what that's gonna take a lot of work Sydney we're not gonna do that so Crosby's going yeah. okay well you know I'm one of the top guys in your league one of the faces of your league and you're just gonna say no like that mm-hmm. and give no logical answer to it uh yeah that doesn't sit well with me and now I have to go do a road trip on uh in, in California where I, I really just don't want to right now especially considering San Jose and Anaheim are just not worth my time so this is the start like- of it Gets Zegers the bump, and then the following night against LA gets mm-hmm. his first game misconduct of his NHL career. Yeah, so right he's just got... not having a good time in California. Yeah. that's all it is. <laughs> yeah, really. Like, why do you hate California? It's warm, man, and like you just get to run through some garbage teams. So, yeah. To be I, fair, I, the Kings were winning. I mean, five nothing at this. Point. That's that's true. Yeah, and then this shit <laughs> in front of the like, net happens. So, yeah. I mean, it does kind of make sense, but like. However, though, I will Who say... Who pissed in Crosby's cornflakes? Like, why is he so <laughs> upset? I don't... like. I, I will say, though, actually, for Crosby and the Kings, the first game misconduct, I don't know where the hell that came from. The second one makes sense because you're stalking around an official when you've already been ejected. Yes, that's yeah. 100% grounds for another game misconduct. The first one, I have no idea where that came from, though. He, he must have said something. Where, yeah, yeah he, he must have said something because, like, anything like during the play or that, nothing. There is no. nothing there whatsoever. Yeah, and it was probably like the fact that he was like so heated, and they were down five nothing already. So they were like, you know what, it's it's not going to matter. It's not like you know yeah. Pittsburgh fans are going to be upset because like, oh, you took our best player out of the game, and no no wonder we're going to lose now. Like, thanks. It's like no, you're already losing five nothing. Like, <laughs> it, he's not. It's not going to matter. Ha- it did, however, ruin Crosby's point streak or the chance at it because there was still just over ten minutes left in the game. Yeah. So. Yeah, I guess. But, but, but either way, yeah. Crosby was just not having a good time. I'm choosing to believe, and nobody can tell me wrong. I am stuck with my opinion. I, I'm purely being sarcastic here. Uh, yes. That it is purely Gary Bettman's fault for being like, oh, uh, and for Connor McDavid as well, right? Mm-hmm. Saying the, uh, you know, get rid of the the shootout, do uh, 10 minutes, three on three. Mm-hmm. Connor, Sydney, yeah, you're the, you're the faces of our league, and like you make us money, but no, we, it, it's too much work to do that. Mm-hmm. That's where it yeah. starts. So, so he's trying to get I, ejected from the games starts. so that you know less people are interested in watching. Exactly, and the numbers are just going to continue to plummet, and Gary's going to go, well, what the fuck did we do wrong? I don't know, Gary, everything? Yeah. You took the fun away from the game just as a whole? Like, Yeah, just forcing him to do the uh, 10 minutes of three-on-three three to pump yeah, those exactly. numbers back up yeah, yeah. <laughs> um just to tie it in back full circle here we're uh talking about dj's arena dj's one last time here <laughs> and um and yeah i guess this is the two different schools of thought whereas you're like oh we got scored against like we gotta you know wallow in our sadness but then afterwards you played like the uh let's go organ music and got a, yeah so just to try and hype it up off the face off again um this one is more like okay, we got scored against. Like let's let's hype the team up to, you know, get them back into it. Yeah, my thought process like doing it was okay. You know what? Like I'm not gonna give the team that scored a celebratory song. 
So that's yeah. why I'm playing like the intro of uh, Never Too Late by Three Days Grace or Some mm-hmm. Say by Some 41. Yeah. Um, just to like not have that team be so hyped up, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, then you bring in the kind of the, the pump up chants or whatever. Um, the Ducks DJ, however, though, I was like, like thinking about like the the content of these songs as well, mm-hmm. and it did make me laugh actually because it's just relevant to the game. I feel like, yeah, the first goal against had them playing Sleepwalking by All Time Low, so mm-hmm. I got a good giggle out of that one. Yeah, um, second goal was Love from the Other Side by Fall Out Boy. Mm-hmm. Um, third one was uh, <laughs> which is this this one was the one that made me laugh the most i think because it was the whole like fowler and gibson miscommunication thing yeah it was bad company by a five finger death punch yeah that's a good one <laughs> um and then uh I, I couldn't recognize the fourth and fifth ones um but the i was able to pick out the sixth one though and it was i'm not okay by my chemical romance which is perfect for yeah. when you when you're down six one yeah <laughs> it's like <laughs> Yeah, I'm not I, like I did have a good chuckle at it. It's like the note that I have here is like they have to stop playing absolute bangers when we're scored against. <laughs> I mean, if if you're going to be experiencing this level of low for Ducks hockey, yeah. you can ha- you should at least you know be able to listen to some good tunes. Yeah, no, like, that's totally fair. I was just I was gonna laugh at it. I was just like, dude, like you're just almost like. It's like, okay, here's the nail with the goal, and then the DJ's just going to hammer it in with, yeah. I'm not okay by MCR. Yeah. Like, you, you come for the Ducks hockey, you come for Trevor Zegris, Mason McTavish, John Gibson, and you stay for the uh, the, the bangers when yep. the Ducks get lit up. So. It's, what we, it's what we call musical humor. Yeah. And just, like, contextual awareness. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh. uh, so, you know, that's the uh, that's the game against the Pens there. Um, we've got a little bit more to talk about in this episode, but we are going to take a couple minutes break here. And yeah, on the other side, injury update, we'll, uh, talk some more, uh, beef with the Zegras Stetra situation, you know, some more news has been brought to light, um, and hopefully put it to rest <laughs> for good. Um, and then of course, you know, uh, some, uh, some big, uh, big D energy and an upcoming game to talk about and uh, what we're going to be doing on Wednesday in association with that. So stay yeah. tuned and we'll see you guys in a couple of minutes. The action never ends at DraftKings Sportsbook. With tons of ways to bet on all your favorite sports, you can fuel your fandom and feel the heat of the season like never before. Plus, right now, DraftKings Sportsbook is giving new customers a risk-free bet up to $1,000. That's right. Make your first bet up to $1,000, and if it doesn't win, you'll get another shot to cash in. You can throw down on all the major action for hockey, baseball, golf, MMA, and more. Plus, with same-game parlays, spreads, money lines, over-unders, and props, your betting options feel endless. Best of all, DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable, so you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. So, what are you waiting for? Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now, use the promo code THPN, and make your first deposit and get a risk-free bet up to $1,000. Again, that's promo code THPN, as in the Hockey Podcast Network, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. 
This time of year, everyone's talking about making big changes, which is all well and good, but most of the time, pretty unrealistic. You've probably found that the smallest changes to your routine can actually make the biggest impact. In the same way, you don't have to break the bank to make a big deal purchase. Even the smallest things can be part of a big change if it's something you use every day. Just like Raycon earbuds. Raycon is premium audio at the perfect price point, so you can build great habits without breaking the bank. Whether you're looking for a pair of everyday earbuds, low latency gaming headphones, or a speaker with a battery that will last all night at your next party, Raycon's got you covered. And yep, Raycon started half the price of other premium audio brands. That means you don't have to choose between products. You can get one of each, or a pair and a spare, and still pay less than you would with some of the other guys. Even if you know you'll love your Raycons, Raycon wants to make sure you feel great about your purchase. They offer buy now, pay later options, and every purchase has an easy and free return guarantee. Ready to buy something small with a big impact? Go to buyraycon.com THPN today to get 15% off your Raycon order. Again, that's buyraycon.com THPN to score 15% off buyraycon.com slash THPN. All right, welcome back. We are going to start, I guess, with an injury update. Uh, Troy Terry, who has been out for this whole week, uh, it was announced on Friday that he was placed on to IR retroactive to Monday. Um, and uh, he will be out week to week from Dallas Eakins per Lisa Dillman on Twitter. So, um, yeah, just a little bit of cap relief for the Ducks there. Not that we really need it, but um, it opens up a roster spot. Like, that's that's really all the benefits that we get from that. Yep. Not not too much. Um, I thought maybe, you know, putting him on IR retroactive to Monday might mean, like, oh, he's back. Uh, or like, they want that extra roster spot for the weekend, but then... Um, he'll be back on Monday because you, you have to be on IR for a week before you can come back off. Uh, but w- then with the announcement of week to week, it's uh, not looking good. Nope. And uh, yeah, the Ducks are going to have to uh, score by committee is what it looked like. Oh, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Not really going to happen, but uh, it, no. I mean, you can always say it. So, Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Uh, well, I mean, you know, we did get quite a bit of depth scoring on, what was that, uh, Tuesday? No, sorry, not Tuesday. Um, what, no, what's today? Today's Sunday, so yeah, for a Wednesday episode. When when did we play, um, when did we play last? Was it Monday? Uh, Tuesday. Was it Tuesday that we played? Yeah. Okay. I don't even remember who we played. Oh, God, this is awful. Because uh, it was uh, Dallas Chicago. and Chicago, yeah. Right, yeah. Okay, so we did play Monday and Tuesday, yeah. Um, but yeah, it was Tuesday that we got the depth scoring from uh, Leeson and Magna. So you, yeah. you know, it looked promising there, but you know, now just tumbleweeds. So yeah, about what you'd expect in Anaheim right now. <laughs> yeah, so yep, pretty much. Uh, Anthony Stellar is also, uh, you know, he's we, we talked about this on Wednesday as well. Out day to day, Erickson Eck was called up from San Diego. He's now been sent back, and Lucas Dostal called back up. So. Um, yeah, I don't totally know what the uh, what they were doing there. 
Oh, excuse me. Like, I don't know how call-ups work. Like, if you if they've got, like, some sort of app or something and you click on who you want from San Diego and then you hit submit and then it, like, submits it to the NHL and notifies everybody. <laughs> oh, shit. Sorry, only we, 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 we said that we, we asked for the wrong guy by accident. We pressed the wrong button. Yeah, on the <laughs> yeah exactly. I don't know if, if that's what it is, but... Um, um, no, I think it was... Uh, I'm, I'm just trying to pull out the goals uh, schedule here. They just wanted to get Dostal in to a I, yeah. I think it was like they had game. planned for Dostal for a specific game there. Um, I'm just double checking here what the schedule looked like. Yeah, that, that's like that's kind of my thought process at least. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Saturday. Uh, or, oh yeah, right, the Friday. Um, remember, uh, San Diego was playing uh, Coachella Valley, um, where they won. Uh, 2-1 in overtime. Um, and Coachella Valley's like top of the... Yeah, they've been doing well so. this season. So yeah, probably yeah. just, you know, they had Dostal like kind of ready and set for that one. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's okay, we'll just send Erickson Eck up because uh, er- we'll call him up and uh, then like we'll we'll swap for Dostal after the fact. So yeah. Yeah, but. so I guess that, that kind of makes sense. Um, especially too, like on a Friday night, you... Uh, that, that's like you, you know your revenue generating night for San Diego probably like you know their, their Wednesday game probably doesn't bring in as many tickets whereas Friday night I I think yeah. they would probably do quite well in terms of attendance so and alcohol sales and food sales and all that kind of stuff too yeah so, exactly you, you know you want your you don't want people to look and say oh well Dostal's in the NHL so we're going to see Erickson Neck and we're you know bottom of the division we're playing one of the top teams like is that going to be worth my time to go like yeah. or are we just going to get lit the fuck up but if Dostal's in like you're still going to be excited to go yeah. because he's, and it's also he's just the guy giving, a lot of people go to see. So. Yeah and it's also just giving Dostal more play time because I, I, I'm leaning more to the side that I think we are going to see Stellars get traded at the trade deadline. It's purely just yeah. a hunch. I have I have no like inside track on it, mm-hmm. but just kind of looking around to what teams are going to need goaltending, especially right, just in case yeah. somebody goes down. Um, mm-hmm. Goaltending is going to be a big thing. I feel like Stolarz can be a guy who can fill in for those spots, and so he's an enticing piece. Considering he has done fairly well throughout the season, yeah. um, and also he's he'll, he'll, he'll he's a UFA at the end can, of this right? season. Dostal's yeah. ready to go. Like. You either lose him for nothing in the offseason and you hold on to him to play 10 more games for Gibson to maybe, excuse me, yeah. maybe rest a little bit. Eight or, of them being uh, getting thrown in in third period. <laughs> yeah, exactly, right? So, or you, you get some sort of asset for him, like a, a mid-round pick, probably. Um, yeah. And then... I can see maybe know. like a third. Yeah, third or fourth, maybe, depending on if anything else is involved. Yeah, and, it, and and I guess the desperation of the team that um, for needing a, another goaltender, but yeah, and um, yeah, it just makes sense, I think. So yeah, but um, yeah, well, I, I guess it, too, we'll see. Like if he even does, uh, or like when he comes back as well. Like no one's going to trade for him while he's injured, and if uh, he's still outcome trade deadline then you know that's it <laughs> we're not getting rid of them so yeah i'm i was just taking a quick look as to like what other goalies would be on uh like would be upcoming like ufas kind of thing oh yeah and 
from what I can gather, for those that are like in playoff spots that have UFA goalies, those are teams all looking to go to the playoffs here. So like those guys maybe aren't getting moved. Um, Jonathan Quick's not the starter in LA, but you know that he can come up in big situations. And yeah, he's been Mm -hmm. a king for life and he will be a king for life. Uh, Semyon Varlamov has done well on the island and they're just on the outside looking in right now. So they're trying. Mm -hmm. And they're Um, like, their big thing is like, oh, we have two solid goaltenders that can consistently give us a chance to win every night. So like that's, they're not getting rid of them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, You got Freddie Anderson in Carolina where Carolina is looking to go deep this year. They, um, but yeah, the only, the right, only I don't, I don't I see them trading that, but they do have Kachetkov as well, stuck behind Anderson and Ranta. Um, yeah, but I don't see them getting rid of them just because, just because know, they, they, they are so injury them. prone, right? So like, you, it's you gonna it's gonna be an own rental on Anderson there. Yeah. Um, the only other guy I could see is maybe Cam Talbot out of Ottawa, if he gets healthy again. Is he out right now? He is. Yeah. I know because I know Anton Forsberg just went mm-hmm. out. Yeah, yeah. Talbot's been Talbot's out since out before the oh, All-Star shit. break. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Which is why Matt right, Sogard maybe... went in the other night, and now it's him and okay, I really God knows who. Yeah, I really Ottawa. Jesus Christ. Yeah, okay. If they had to get down to Matt Sogard, who's, who is a good goalie, don't mind. Like, don't don't take that the mm-hmm. wrong way. No, but he's like... I didn't realize he's that, like, though, Holy shit. He's younger than Dostal. Like, he is. Yeah. He is young... fresh. So Yeah. Like, we watched him just a couple of years ago in Medicine Hat. As, um, as a young goalie, too. So Yeah. <laughs> Um, James so, yeah. Reimer is maybe another option, but like outside of that, um, oh yeah, oh yeah, right. It's it's uh, Anderson and Ranta in Carolina, and both guys are UFAs. Forgot yeah. about that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Seattle's going in, uh, and they're taking Martin Jones with them. Um. That's the team actually I could see trading for Stellars is Seattle. You think so? Because they've been doing okay with Jones and Grubauer. Yeah, but you don't don't know what you're getting with Grubauer. Stellars is a nice, cheap option for a team that has low expectations. And if one of those goalies goes down or falls off, Stellars is ready to step in. It's a nice, safe move for Seattle. It's a safe move, but at the same time, Grubauer and Jones both have not had to be spectacular. They're not expecting anything great out of their goaltending. No, but if they're one just, of them gets injured, what happens? What do you do? Honest, you have... Um, uh, do they not have Joey Decord in their system? Mm, they might, I guess they still might have him. Yeah. I think that's the guy you go to. And you know Jones can do it if he has to. Yeah. And I don't think Seattle's going to be flip-flopping every game, every two games kind of thing in the playoffs. Yeah. Charlotte Checkers, are they not the uh, Carolina Hurricanes affiliate? Uh, no, it was the Florida Panthers one. The, the Charlotte Checkers? Yeah. Okay, because Decord is playing uh, for the Checkers. Who's? Oh, okay. Did I miss that transaction? Yeah, potentially. Um, let's go to Cap Friendly and find out. Seattle Kraken's uh, depth chart here. Apologies that we uh, don't oh, know no, everything D- going Decord on. Is, no, Decord's, Decord's playing in Coachella. Oh, weird. Okay. Uh, yeah, okay. I guess it is Grubauer and Jones. 
and then Decord and Chris Gibson. Yeah, so, you, so I think I feel like he'd be fine to go with the cord, who's another solid yeah. young goaltender. Fair. Um, okay. Google is lying to me then by saying his current <laughs> team is the Charlotte Checkers. So, uh, Aiden Hill's another guy, but Vegas is trying to hold on to a playoff spot, which is saying something considering I think they're still yeah. in first place right now, are they not? But that Pacific, like the top yeah, three in the Pacific, not is by tight. much though. Yeah, yeah, like not they, like much. they could easily lose like they're in first right now but they could easily drop out is the crazy part yeah sorry just actually to jump back to seattle um for a quick sec yes you're right that they are probably gonna like they do have decord in the system but if they have to call him up to the nhl then that kind of just shoots their ahl team in the foot who is doing pretty well this year so like yeah you Either way, like it, it doesn't matter who you would call up, but, but if, either way, somebody but, goes down and Decord either needs to stay and, so that you can call Stellars up, or Stellars needs to take over in the AHL so that Decord can go and play for the Kraken. Because, yeah, I, I think like you would be doing quite a disservice to your AHL team if yeah you just like yoinked their starting goaltender while you're trying to make a playoff run. So, yeah. Uh, the only other guy I could see would have been like Craig Anderson, but Buffalo is trying to knock on the door as well in the Eastern Conference. Yeah, yeah, I feel like yeah, Solars so would be like the next best. He's like the otherwise. only goalie that could potentially yeah. go anywhere. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what Columbus does with Corpusalo. I just see it. Excuse me, see his name here. Yeah, yeah, I suppose he's an option. Yeah. So, Thomas Grice is thirty-seven. Wow, okay. Oh, wow. You've been around for a long time. I didn't realize that. Yeah. Um, But yeah, that's the current injury status of the Anaheim Ducks. Um, As promised, we've got uh, some more uh, news on the Zegris Stetcher situation. So uh, John Boy, who everyone was calling for to do a lip reading because he's kind of, you know, the... The true professional. The the true professional at this, yeah. Um, So Everybody else can sit the fuck down. (laughs) Yeah, I I don't know how long ago it came out. I think a couple days ago, he uh, he was like, yeah, sorry, I was away during uh, the time when this was all going down, but don't worry, I've got it. um, Got it figured out. So... He, he he didn't really figure out what exactly Zegers was saying in that clip that was going around, but then he watched like the other subsequent clips as they were sorting out the penalties and all the cameras following Stetcher and um, like when he was talking to the bench and to the refs and even just other Anaheim Ducks, he um, he read the lips of him there saying um, like this is bullshit. Like he was saying it to Henrique, to Klingberg, to the bench, to the refs and, and linesmen. Like um, he's, he was like, he was chirping my family and, and stuff like that. And then he, um, he started saying like he chirped my wife and then, um, and then John boy said, which is funny because uh, Stetcher doesn't even have a wife. He has a long-term girlfriend that they've been together <laughs> for like, for, for like years and years, but they're like yeah. just not married. So they're, it's like basically his wife, but like officially it's just his girlfriend. Yeah. So, but they've been together long enough that it's like that. So, so you're um, telling me that when Zegris was doing like the the pointing up thing, he's like, should have put a ring on it. Fucking Rihanna shit here. I guess maybe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that could be it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Zegris is like, put a ring on it before I do, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. So what? Um, what? What? John Boy's best guess was when that. So then he 
with all of that context, he then went back to that clip that was circulating around when Zegris was in the scrum with Stetcher. Um, and, and like you, you kind of miss the first part of what he's saying because he's behind the ref's head. But he just kind of assumed like, oh, I'm going to like bang your wife later kind of thing. And then like <laughs> um, the and then the part that everyone's like, oh, you're. Um, your dad's watching up there. That, that what everyone thought that was is like, yeah. um, you, you're gonna come watch later, kind of thing. Like you're gonna come watch me bang your <laughs> wife. Like that is kind of what he was doing. Uh, that which which it does fit. And um, if he's saying like he tripped, which my, falls my wife, in line of so. you know it, it like the cross a line inappropriate definitely lines up with that. <laughs> yeah, See, like it, you just have you just have me in my head just coming up with like. The different funny things he could say, just like, yeah, I'm gonna three three sixty no scope your wife later in bed. You gonna come watch? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We, we could get wildly inappropriate with you oh, know yeah. what this motion means, but if he's yeah. saying he tripped my wife, like odds are that's what he's saying, and like yeah. basically calling, uh, calling Stetcher like a uh, what's what's it called when you watch somebody like. Uh, bang your partner. Not, not sure. There's, there's a word for it, and I don't. I, I'm blanking on it right now, and I, I don't want to look it up because that's not the culture. I'm not on. I mean, I'm not on incognito <laughs> mode, so I don't. I don't need that in my search history. But you know, it's it, it's definitely inappropriate. Like, is it the? It's it's not the worst thing. So like, yeah, maybe Stetcher did overreact a little bit, but like, yeah. you know, that that's the kind of shit that you say when you're in like, you, you know, bantam or peewee. Yeah, it, it's it's the cross the line stuff, but does make sense of just like yeah no comment it's done with kind of thing from yeah uh, yeah exactly like, that trying the coyotes themselves yeah makes when sense. like when you're already heated because hayton just you know took a high stick to the face got shoved to yeah. the ice and then took a cross check and then the guy that cross checked your teammate is saying like is yeah. talking about your wife and and stetcher's like he, he was basically like you can go and watch the full clip it's only like five minutes but he's saying like those are some lines you don't cross like fan like you don't touch family kind of thing like yeah trip all you want but like leave my family out of it yeah, he, and then he, there was comments like, like keep my wife's name out of your mouth and like, <laughs> shit like that which is hilarious but it, it does make it, it does he, make sense so. he gave my teammate the stick and then he said he's gonna give my wife the stick later too <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah so it oh yeah it still probably kind of inappropriate and, and just generally immature but you yeah. know that's that's what it says that's it, yep. it makes a lot of sense so. exactly yeah. Um, yeah. And you got one other piece of news here? Uh, yeah. I came across this tweet from uh, Ducks Prospects uh, yesterday that uh, I just wanted to bring up here really quickly. Uh, just a, a little check in on uh, Owen Zellweger, who, remember, got traded to the Kamloops Blazers oh, right. in the WHL. Um, just a little check in on how he's been doing since the WHL trade deadline. Mm-hmm. What, what uh, was that? A couple played... weeks he's been in Kamloops now? Yeah, so he's played 13 games with the okay. uh, the Blazers now, where he has tattle, uh, tallied uh, seven goals and 16 assists for 23 points. <laughs> In 13 games? In 13 games. Nice. As a defenseman, uh, yeah. he is now tied for sixth among WHL defensemen in scoring uh, with 51 points and uh, is first in points per game uh, with 1.42 point per game base wow as a defenseman <laughs> yeah and and like he probably would be first in like total points if he didn't leave for the world juniors as well yeah exactly <laughs> so <laughs> yeah that's uh that makes sense yeah i i, I do want to pull up like 
where he is. Like, uh, I know he's in six there, but yeah, um, You're like just like how close he is. Like, if yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think we know who's going to be top in in WHL scoring, but um, okay. So Zellweger is at fifty one in thirty six games. Uh, top guy is Benjamin Zlotty. Yeah, Z Z L O T Y. In the WHL? Yes. Who is so playing the, for the Winnipeg Ice? Okay, and they're doing pretty good this year. So. Yeah, and he has played 47 games and put up 60 points. Okay. So he's uh, nine I, points back, having played uh, 11 games less. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which on his current 1.4 game point streak is. You know, it makes, or not, sorry, 1.4 points per game would like, if, if he had played those 11 games, it would he would obviously be yeah, up there. Where's Connor Bedard then? I would have assumed that like, even though he was at the World Juniors, he would still be like, oh yeah, he's at like 90 points. No big deal. <laughs> like, um, Oh, sorry. That, that is just defenseman scoring. Oh, okay. Okay. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Um, but if we take a look at all positions though, uh, what did I say? Zellweger at 51... So let's see where Zellweger yeah. is. Uh, he is 49th in the league in points. Okay. Um, at 51. Damn. Okay. Uh, I mean, still, like, it's, there is a difference between defensemen and forwards. So, um, I'm going to read you the top three here. Okay. Is it Connor uh, Bedard three times? <laughs> no. Um, in third spot is uh, Zachary Benson of the Winnipeg Ice, mm-hmm. uh, who has 74 uh, points. Uh, Logan Stang in how many games? Sorry, um, in uh, 47. Okay, so which is still pretty damn good. Oh, yeah. Um, he's yeah, it's uh, that's a 1.57 point per game pace. Mm-hmm. Uh, Logan Stank, uh, Stankoven, uh, who is playing for Kamloops, um, and was part of that Team Canada team this year. Mm-hmm. Oh, excuse me. Uh, he's put up 76 points in 34 games, which that is impressive as hell. Uh, at two point. Yeah. Two four point per game pace, mm-hmm. and then uh, so again six points in thirty four games, and then you have Mister Connor Bedard, who in thirty nine games has put up ninety six points. Jesus Christ! <laughs> for a two point four six point per game pace for the Regina Pats, <laughs> that's absolutely nuts, man. So there's Jesus. that that he's doing that he's twenty points ahead in five less games, or in five more games. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, but there's also the difference of Stankoven is 19. Mm-hmm. Bedard is 17. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like what? Sorry, you said 96 points and Stankoven had 70... 76. 76. So, yeah, yeah so 20, 20 points, points difference. <laughs> yeah. That's insane. Um, just So basically, what the, this con- the WHL Connor is doing is the same as what the NHL Connor is doing because McDavid has 97 points to Leon Dreisaitl's 79. So 18 point difference, but the next closest non-oiler Nikita Kucherov is at 77. So 20 points difference. Yeah. So Bedard, like in five, six years, Bedard is going to be doing the same shit to the NHL probably. Just like, you know what? I, we're like halfway through the season and I'm already like at 90 points and like 40 goals and <laughs> It's like we're we're literally just going to see Connor McDavid and Connor Bedard like swap 
the Art Ross Trophy and the Hart Trophy every year, probably, Honestly. or every couple yep. of years. Like, there's, there's no hope for anybody else. That's nuts, man. That's absolutely insane. Uh, where's Zellweger at? Because you said he was 49th in uh, total points, but in terms of points per game, um, I like to look at more for the WHL just because the games played is so drastically different with yeah. you know, the players leaving for World Juniors. So, um, so where is Zellweger in the point per game? Yeah. In the WHL? Yeah. Uh, he is sitting 10th. Okay. Yeah. So that makes a lot more sense then. Yeah. At, uh, yeah. 1.42 rounded. Yeah. Okay. So nice. um, I did want to double check though with what Connor McDavid did in his last season with Erie Otters. Mm-hmm. Uh, where he, so he put up 120 points in 47 games, uh, which was a 2.55 point per game pace. So Bedard is literally just like behind that at like a at two point four six point. Yeah, so pace. so basically the same. Yeah, yeah, that's nuts. Just to, just for everybody to understand how good this kid might be. Yeah. So. Yeah, there's there's a reason we talk about him on literally every episode, and he has nothing to do with the Ducks, let alone the NHL at yet. this point. Yet, yet, yet. yeah, like <laughs> he's he's coming. So don't yeah. worry about it. So, but yeah, that's good for uh, for Zellweger that he's uh, having success in Kamloops and, and guaranteed uh, place in the Memorial Cup with Kamloops hosting this year. So, yeah, um, yeah, he's gonna be, be playing. Yeah, he's gonna be playing a lot of big games this year, right? With the, uh, mm-hmm. well, I mean, two World Juniors in the span of a calendar year, um, along with uh, WHL playoffs and Memorial Cup. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, and look what uh, look what that did for Mason McTavish. Like he's He's just come in and like, yeah, he's still a rookie and like he's not, you know, just leading the charge offensively for the team. But he's he's in the rookie scoring race and he, he probably would be doing a lot better if he wasn't stuck on the Anaheim Ducks. He was on a team like, you know, Seattle who was actually doing something with their season. Um, yeah. But like he's just like, he just has a very mature game already. Mason McTavish, like he's been shooting puck. He's playing in a variety of positions. Um, he has no problem like throwing his body around um, and, and that kind of stuff. I, I think that all these experiences um, will help Zellweger come into the NHL a lot smoother as well because he'll just be confident with the puck. He'll be able to make smart plays and um, he'll just be like calm in all situations because he's like played in so many big games and experienced such a high level of competition. So, um, mm-hmm. And then come the time that the Ducks actually are a playoff team, these guys will have experience in big, meaningful games, and I, I think they'll be able to step up into those in three, four years. Ideally, three, four years. So, Yeah, exactly. And uh, speaking of uh, Mason McTavish, I hadn't taken a look at where he was in uh, rookie scoring mm-hmm. for a little bit. Um, Manny Beniers was out for that little bit there, right? Which is why he That's missed true. the All-Star game. Yeah. Um, Beniers is at 36 points. McTavish is at 30 points. Okay. So he's, yeah. he is slowly gaining up on him. So, oh. Yeah. So, yeah, it's it's good. It's good for him whether he wins or not. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. Before we uh, get into upcoming games, which will wrap up the episode, I wanted to pull up a clip from the AHL. I guess, I guess we'll just kind of stay outside of the NHL. Um, we were talking w- WHL, now we're doing AHL. Uh, apparently I closed 
my tab. So wow, way to go. Uh, yeah, so that's not good. Come but prepared. Come on. <laughs> I was prepared, and then I and then I closed it. So, um, the so I had a, this clip saved from uh, just the other night, and I, I do want to share this picture with you as well. So this is a picture of Yaroslav Askarov of uh, a draft pick of the Nashville Predators. So this is him there. Just look at that stash. Just wonderful stash. right there. Yeah. Stash. Um, that, that, that alone deserves one of these, a big energy move. Just rocking that stash as a 20 year old. If I had like more of like the defined chin, that's actually, I feel like that's pretty close to like the, my, it is my yeah, the, like yeah. I have a bit, like I have a bit more length on the stash, but yeah, like, kind of the same kind of, same kind of cut. Yeah. So that, that's definitely, like a, <laughs> that's definitely a look that you could rock, I think. But, um, well, Askarov is a, uh, Nashville Predators pick. He, he's still only 20 years old so he's playing down in uh the ahl with the milwaukee admirals um but he's highly touted he was where was he drafted he was drafted pretty high i feel um where did he go again closing the tab <laughs> come on man <laughs> i know it's i had all of these things How open, could you <laughs> and then I, I started looking up other things using the same tab which is just dumb <laughs> of me so uh, hockey DB here, uh, 11th overall in the 2020 draft. So he went very, very high. Yeah. Um, if then, uh, I believe he like lit up the, or not lit up, but he was like the talk of the world juniors around then as well with Russia. Like he's a very, very good prospect. And the other night in the AHL with the Milwaukee Admirals, uh, this game went to a shootout and just after, uh, he is, well, he didn't really stop this one. The guy just missed the net. But he put up 45 saves in this one for the Admirals to take a 2-1 win. And oh, yeah. <laughs> look at this Selly that he does here. Now between the wheels, he shoots it wide and the Admirals win. And then and he pulls the net down and starts bench. Down upon Sorry. The, this announcer is dumb. He calls it doing push-ups. So I'm going to announce here. <laughs> Askarov pulls the net down in front of him in the crease and starts bench pressing it does five reps before he throws the net up and then thank god for his teammate spawning him here he would have got conked which is hilarious but this is why you should always get a spawn yeah. uh, a spotter and when you're doing bench press everybody. exactly yeah so lesson learned there he also dropped the stick on his face and give a shit continue <laughs> bench pressing but what a power move there it, like he did, it's not even like he made the save, but like because the guy just missed the net. Yeah. But that Selly, like I love goalie Sellies because they're just like it's just pure raw emotion and pressing the net after a shootout win where you put up forty five saves. Holy shit! A big <laughs> energy just, move. Absolutely. Just yep. <laughs> I, like it's, I don't even have anything else to say about this, but it needs to happen again. Like just. A big energy move by I, Askarov there. Like, that's just nuts, man. I don't remember if it was in the A or if it was in the ECHL, maybe. But I think somebody else did that earlier as well. And oh, yeah. uh, somebody had sent it to me. Was like, you have to do this at your next lacrosse game. Did you? And do it? I kind of no. I forgot about it. But now yeah. I'm seeing this. I I still have like a we had like a two week break mm -hmm. uh, due to the Super Bowl and uh, just the the holiday in Canada here this week. Mm -hmm. Um. But uh, yeah, the, the the next game back, and if we win it, I, I, I'm pulling this. So absolutely, yeah. <laughs> Unless you get like lit up, like if it's like a 13-12, like I wouldn't do it. But if yeah. you, you were telling me the other night, you had like a like an like a four goal 
is against game, which for lacrosse is like yeah, ridiculously nuts. low. Yeah, yeah. I was, it, I was it, having a, I was having a good couple string of games there. Yeah, it would be like the equivalent of Askarov here, where like he let in one goal on forty six yeah. shots. So um, yeah, that's uh, I, I would do it then. Yeah, because that would be awesome, especially for beer league. Like no one's gonna be mad; they're gonna yeah, think exactly. it's funny. But, <laughs> I, you know, I'm surprised that I don't. I closed the tab, so I don't remember who the, they were playing here. But um, I'm surprised the other team wasn't like you know pretty pissy about that. I, I, I mean, maybe because it's the AHL and not the NHL, so it's you know a little bit more of that stuff gets let go. I think. But oh, excuse me. Um, double checking if I can just find like a. Oh, the tennis. The Tennessean has an article about it here. Okay. Um, the Rockford Ice Hogs, the uh, affiliate yeah. of the Chicago Blackhawks. Okay. Yeah. So, it's um, yeah, it, it's just a nuts move. Like that's just that's quality. I, I love. I it. can't believe that. So it's good. That's good shit. Good shit. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, now, if, if you did that, just... if you did that in the NHL, Gary would be calling and be like, "Hey, stop that! No fun in this league. Fuck off with that." <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, what's his nuts from the Coyotes a few years ago? The guy who's... I, I literally say this every like week, I feel. I still don't remember his name. The guy that beat Troy Terry's face in last season. Skilling it up. Oh, um, Jay Beagle. Oh, no. Jay Beagle, yeah. Jay Beagle yeah. would not be happy with that, for sure. And the, No. Yeah, like, that's a guarantee. Or uh, I, for, I forget what the announcer's name was, but that's fine. Because he's yeah, completely irrelevant. Yeah. So, yeah, again, if you, if you guys are just listening to the podcast, you know, jump over to our YouTube channel, or I might even make and, this a clip yeah. on, on Twitter or Instagram at Quack Report Pod, or even a clip on YouTube, but, but jump over to one of our social platforms. I'm going to put it up and so that you can see it because it's, it's hilarious. It's, that's such yeah, a it's good, <laughs> but it's all right. Uh, yeah. Let's uh, wrap up here with some uh, upcoming games, which we just have the one against the Buffalo Sabres which will be uh, at home at 7 p.m. Pacific time. And if you uh, are going to the game, that's fantastic. But if you're not going to the game, but you uh, want to feel you know, a little more social rather than in your basement and watching the game, you can join us uh, over on the THPN YouTube channel at THPN. And uh, we will be doing a watch along there as well for this game against the Sabres on Wednesday night. Kind, not like in, like, I guess kind of in lieu of our normal episode because normally that happens at eight o'clock so instead of coming here at eight o'clock onto our youtube channel at quack report pod go over to at thpn for the watch along um and then after the game we'll be doing a kind of post game mini episode sort of thing yeah so we'll we'll do the post game talk and then we we won't really talk about this vegas game too much just because it'll be late and a few days old at that point and then we'll do like quick goals update quick what's quack and so it'll, it'll definitely be a shorter episode but um we'll, we'll kind of make for the watch long, I suppose. Yeah. So yeah, it'll be a good okay. time. All that stuff out of the way. Let's uh, now talk about the Buffalo game and what we might be able to expect here. Yeah. So Buffalo has been doing uh, fairly well, to say the least. Uh, they're five, mm-hmm. three, and two in their last ten. Um, Fifteen, seven, and two on the road uh, with a twenty-six, uh, twenty-one, and four record for fifty-six points. They are currently seven points outside of a wild card spot right now um, with both Florida and the Islanders ahead of them. So they have some work to do, but I think a lot of people are looking at Buffalo though, as that team that might be able to get in there. They have five also games considering in hand. The, 
and on the yeah. the Panthers, um, and for the Capitals, totally, who are first in the wild card. So like, totally it's very very possible. Yeah. So and not gonna yeah. lie, I'm kind of hoping for it. So yeah, like I don't, I would, it would take a lot for them to make it top three into the division because I, I think those are pretty set. Like yeah. Rangers at seventy points in third place, and they just stocked up with Tarasenko yep. as well. So. Uh, and then, yeah, the Lightning at 70 and, you know, as well in, in the Atlantic. So, well, I guess I, they can't make it top three in the Metro. So that was dumb. Me, but um, <laughs> yeah, th- those top three in the East is what I'm saying, or the top six, I guess, are set. So really now it's, yeah, Washington, Pittsburgh, the Islanders, the Panthers, the Sabres. I I guess you could put Detroit in there, like 51 games played, 54 points. Like they're in a very similar boat to the Sabres, but their mm. goal differential is just quite a bit lower. And yeah, I don't think it's points as well. So, so yeah, you know, maybe they're not quite in there, but you could make the argument that there's six teams fighting for the last two spots, five yeah. for sure, Buffalo being that fifth one. So it's they're playing meaningful hockey and they're going to be a tough team to play against. Yeah, absolutely. So, so. Um, I don't know. I'm looking at their uh, their road record there at 15, seven and two. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, they are going to play LA before they play us, like the night before. Uh, I'm or just uh, let me double check that part because they just said that like they were playing LA next. Um, oh no, okay. they'll have a they'll have a day break in between that actually. Okay, and then a couple days off before San Jose. So uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, excuse me. Um. Yeah, that in mind, uh, I'm gonna go with a Buffalo win here. Oh man, I don't know. Tage Thompson has been something else this season. Rasmus mm-hmm. Dahlin has been doing great as well. They've got um, like solid, stable goaltending as well from yeah. all of the guys they've played. So, oh. Keep in mind as well, the last time that the Ducks played the Sabres, which was back on uh, uh, a day that you probably didn't watch the game, January 21st, <laughs> the, that was a 6-3 win for the Sabres. I did, I did catch part of that game, actually. Oh, you did? Um, it was an early morning one as well, I guess. Yeah. 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 Uh, you know, I'm going to go with the same spread as that last game, but I'm going to drop it down a goal for each. I'm going to go 5-2 for the Sabres. 5-2? All right. Yeah. Five two for Buffalo. Buffalo. Yeah, um, it's yeah. I, Buffalo is coming off of a tough loss to the Flames on Saturday, and I mean it'll be a few days old at that point. But you know, when a team just gets lit up by like seven to two. Yeah, you're it up really sparks something. First period, yeah, yeah. It it sparks something in you for not just the next game you play, for like the next few games, like the next couple weeks, probably. Yeah. So and and they got they lost five one at home as well to the Carolina Hurricanes before the All Star break on the first there. So I mean, you could maybe chalk that seven two loss up to we haven't played in ten days because it's been the bye week, but you know they're going to come out strong against the Kings. And I think that's still going to carry over into Anaheim and San Jose as well, especially given their road record. I am not too optimistic here. Um, 
I'm going to say... Uh, yeah, I'm going to take the same... Well, no. I'm going to say 5-1 for Buffalo. I was going to say 4-1, but let's go 5-1. All right. So, yeah. I actually tweaked mine a little bit. Yeah, go for it. I want to make a 4-2. 4-2. Okay. I'm going to be a little nicer to the Ducks. <laughs> That's very kind of you. Very very optimistic as well. Um, I do also just want to say, I, I just saw well... I was in the NHL up here that as we're recording. Um, both of our predictions... It's a 5-2. Oh, it's 6-2. It's 6-2 yep. now? <laughs> oh, just kidding. It's 7-2. What? <laughs> yeah, my, the app says 7-2. It hasn't... Uh, it hasn't updated fully. It must have literally just happened with a few minutes to go here. So. Oh, there's 7-2. Yep. Oh, fuck. Yeah. yeah. We, we don't have the game on because we we just want to, like, you know, keep the um, the internet connection good and, and stable. And it's it's not always that way. And, you know, we also want to, you know, enjoy our I Sunday afternoon. I predicted a 3-1 win for the Ducks. What were you smoking on Wednesday night, man? That like that's fucking some, apparently something good. Must Jesus have been some Christ. good shit cuz what in what world do we go from 3-1 <laughs> win to 7-2 potentially worse cuz there's still 4 minutes to go. Oh, that's nuts. Oh god. Is Gibson still in net? I, that's one. Um yes. Yeah, he is. He At is. this point you leave him, so. Yeah. So oh, poor dude. So yeah, thirty saves. Anyways, I, I, I guess add that to the total. Yeah, there's still there's still time. Yeah. Oh, there's a there's thirty thirty seven uh sh- thirty seven shots. Yeah, just popped so, up. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, um, at least I had the team right with Vegas four two <laughs> yeah. as opposed to me seven, and my eight. optimistic ass on, on Wednesday. <laughs> yeah. So I mean I. I think now we're not going to, you know, find a, a full replay and put ourselves through that. But yeah. we'll, we'll definitely watch the highlights and, and maybe talk a little bit about this before Wednesday, just so we can give uh, a little bit of context and, and just a, a couple talking points. In there. Yeah, exactly. But, but again, mostly we'll be focused on the game against the Sabres since that'll be fresh and we'll, we'll be doing the watch along for that yep. one over at THPN. So on YouTube. Yeah. All right. Um, anything else here? Did we, uh, I don't think we missed anything. You got uh, any last um, minute thoughts here for this uh, Monday edition of the Quack Report? I got nothing. All right. Sounds good. Well, if... Uh, no, I'm not going to go there. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> if people want to just uh, you know, give you suggestions for some uh, absolute bangers to play during the uh, Copperheads uh, playoff run here that, that you're... DJing for as we talked about off the top uh, where, where can they do that at obviously they're not going to hear them but if, if they're like oh you should play this this is a good arena too uh, yeah you can tweet those at me at Tate Namas on Twitter T-A-T-E-N-H-O-M-A-S or it's right here if you're watching on uh, on, on YouTube yeah and uh, if you want to send me more videos of goalies bench pressing the net or if you are a goalie yourself and you break this out at uh, your next beer league game definitely send that my way at carter underscore pots p-o-t-t-s underscore 97 maybe you'll be featured on uh, next monday's bde segment who knows who knows there you go. uh yeah and then we are also on twitter at quack report pod the network is at hockey pod net uh, or at thpn on youtube for that watch along once again uh thank you guys very much for tuning in to another episode of the quack report uh i can't get worse than seven two and go ducks go <laughs>